Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this gathering today. We have gathered for no other business except to glorify your name. Let your people be established on present truth. Let your people be established on present truth. That your purposes for this generation may be accomplished. That your will may be accomplished for our lives, uh, personally, as families, as couples, but also, Father, as a city, even as a province, we pray that you are going to raise a caliber of Christians who are going to impact our city for the glory of God. We thank you for the wave of the Holy Spirit that's coming. We thank you for a revival that you are bringing about in the name of Jesus. For it first takes place in our private spaces. It first takes place in our closet. The revival in the closet will then overflow into a revival in public. And we give you praise for it. As Kingdom Embassy House, we say, Lord, we are here. We have no other agenda but to glorify your name. Let this generation have an encounter with heaven. Let them know. For you said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Ours, O God, is to provide a generation with a foretaste of heaven. That they may taste of your goodness. So that they may declare that indeed the Lord is good. So as we gather today, we thank you that you are building us layer upon layer precept upon precept in the name of Jesus Christ and the church said amen. amen hallelujah now we were we've been dealing with possess possessing the land now we are on the third uh, series you know a series on possessing the land mm-hmm. I'm not going to discuss what we did last week because I've, when I listened to the recordings I realized that I spent about 20 minutes uh, just discussing, but it's reflecting. Amen. So, uh, so we may just then just get to it, so that we can then finish it. Amen. Uh, but for those of you who are not here, we did discuss last week Kangani on uh, conquering the land within and reclaiming, because there is no way you are going to possess the lot, the land without, which is everything God wants us to possess and to have. If the land within is captured, yes. if the land within, the land of the soul, is in the hands of the enemy, yeah. is your, your, your mind, your will, your emotions and your feelings. Yeah. If he is the landlord mm-hmm. over there, he has a title deed over the land of your soul, there is no way you're going to have authority to venture forth and, and reclaim what the enemy has, 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 has stolen from you. So, yeah. Amen. You are as strong on the outside as you are on the inside. Amen. Mm. What, what happens on the outside is a projection, it's a, it's a print out mm. of whatever that has been sown inside. Mm. Amen. Uh, so, when God deals with us, it's an inside-out work. Yeah. Amen. It's not an outside-in. Yeah. From the inside out. Mm-hmm. Religion uh, taught us that everything must be focused on the outside, on the exteriors. This is why they stress too much on the on the, the garments that we wear. 
There's too much emphasis. machine. I know that for a fact from experience. There's too much emphasis on the out on the exteriors, and then there's less emphasis on on what God is supposed to be doing on the inside. Because of a, a shortage and a bankruptcy of doctrine, they then find ways of even focusing on your on your makeup yeah. and your pants and on your hair, on your lipstick. If they do agree on the color of the lipstick, they will disagree on the fact that it's supposed to be out of here or halfway yeah. there. So there must always be something always that's found. Something. Uh, and we remember also Mamumi and Guti, because I, I, I am convinced Guti, maybe they did the best they could. Yes. Uh, most of them, they did it in good faith to protect a generation of young yes. people uh, from harm. So Iban, that was the only institute, institution in society that was able to safeguard and keep a generation mm-hmm. from, from being thrown into alcoholism and all these things. So with the tools they had and the revelation they had, they, they tried to do that. But it, it then in the long run, it, it, it had a problem because who are very much focused on the outside. We, to, the, to the point where we even think something that we call uh, religious aerobics. They define your level of spirituality, mm-hmm. the how high you jump, how, how, how vigorously you dance, how loud you scream mm-hmm. when, you, when you minister. Those are exteriors. Mm-hmm. They've got nothing whatsoever to do with the depth mm-hmm. of, of revelation in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Even if you do have some uh, semblance of understanding, uh, if you are not grounded properly in the word, you have something called head knowledge. Yeah. Now, somebody with a head knowledge, you can always see them. Uh, the certain thing that you see is somebody is, is just puffed up. Yeah. They, just, but they, they are very thin, underground. Yeah. Amen. It's puffed up. Uh, even the way they minister, they minister out of arrogance. Mm-hmm. I was taught, if, if your ministry in uh, Zaman is going to be powerful when you come stand here, the way you get up from your chair, what, what's playing in your head, even as you, your dis, the distance from your chair to the pulpit determines the effectiveness of your ministry. Because you can wake up so tall on the inside, full of so, so much confidence. Uh, I'm the one with the only revelation. And that determines whatever else that you're going to do. Uh, I can tell you stories about that. Amen. But uh, for the purpose of this particular uh, message today, let me just stop right there. I was just doing a certain research. The South Africa, the most secure prison, I didn't know that. Uh, the most secure prison in South Africa is found in Oxstad. Uh, it's called the C-Max prison. C-Max prison. But yeah, it's for hardened criminals' faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is if people who are really hardcore. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't send them to West Valley, do nothing for them. Now, when they get there, they get, uh, they get broken. Mm-hmm. They get softened. They, they, they have systems there to, to break you. Mm-hmm. You know, like breaking your house. It's called a super maximum uh, security prison. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't escape there. You can't escape there. You, you can't. There is, there is no way you, you can escape this immense prison. Uh, sometimes they do escape in these prisons because of, of, of the corruption within. But this particular prison is in Kokstad. It's, it's, it's the most secure in the whole uh, country. However, we have also established, Dukuti, 
the, the most difficult prison to come out of is not CMX. The most difficult prison to come out of uh, is the prison of the mind. Mm-hmm. The prison of the mind. Uh, the mind is a, is, a, is, a, is a powerful thing. This is why the, the word of God addresses in the Bayengon. Amen. Because this particular prison, will follow you. It, it follows you into your relationships. It, it follows you into your marriage, in your secure mansion with all the fences and whatever cameras you have. The, the prison will follow you. Uh, your, your guarded castle. Uh, it doesn't matter how secure it is, but the, 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 the prison yeah. of the mind. to mess up your career, to mess up your business. Because it's up here. In other words, you become a prisoner yet without physical chains. Yeah. Uh, you are a prisoner, a convict, without uh, physical fetters, which are visible for everybody to see. But you are a prisoner all the same. Because there are high walls yeah. in your mind. There are blockages and fences up here. Yeah. And they prevent you from moving into certain thresholds. There are certain things you will never break into in life as long as these walls are high up and are erected until the word of God comes and breaks them down. Amen. So most people that you know, there's a lot of people out there uh, who are walking around with, 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 with this bondage. Yeah. Now, Bible has a terminology uh, for this. It, it calls them strongholds. Yeah. What is strongholds? Yeah. Uh, the stronghold. It's, it's fortified places in Dao as it in But I love the term, it, 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 it's called bulwark. How to bulwark? Amen. Now, this one is a, is a beautiful term because everything hinges upon our understanding of this term with regards to this particular message today. Now, this is a stronghold, these are walls built. Now, these are physical. Every uh, kingdom that seeks to protect itself must have something like this. The high walls, that's what happened in the city of Jericho. Uh, they, were, they were protected, safeguarded by these thick walls. Um, so it says it's a solid wall like structure uh, raised for defense. It's another word there, rampart. All these are in the word of God. Uh, if you see that number two, it says a strong support or protection. Yeah. Amen. So these are these are things which are which are in our minds. Now they they, they would look like that. So the king would be somewhere in there. Now these walls would prevent any enemy from from breaking through into the castle, from breaking into that place. So they yeah. come from the bottom here. Now they can see them afar off, then they can then begin to deal with them because they can see them. So they had to be elevated places. The Bible calls them high places, high places. Yeah. So they were they were safeguarded places. Now, in our mind, when we talk about strongholds, the enemy builds, which we're going to discuss today, certain walls in our minds to prevent the truth and the light of God's word from entering. Yeah. They're amazing structures. Now look at that. How do we even begin to get into that? How, how do they escape that place themselves? Mm-hmm. But they were strong places. Fortified, fortified places. Now these 
in the spirit. They come in the form of philosophies. What philosophies? Philosophies. Uh, they come in the form of, uh, of arguments. Uh, it's belief systems in the mind here. It, it, it is just, it's, it's anchored, it's entrenched, it's, it's a thick wall. It's, it's, uh, it's perceptions, it's reasonings of the mind. It's views, the recurring behavior patterns, and, uh, and so forth and so on. I also know that they come in the form of certain fears. It's a certain fear. It's, it's like a, you know right now that there are things you will never do. So it's, it's in your mind. Even if the Holy Spirit would say, just do this for me, you wouldn't do it. Because it's a stronghold. So it prevents you from venturing into certain places that God wants you to venture into and be successful. It's, it's thought patterns, which I didn't put there. Now, sometimes it's false teachings, not even sometimes, often. False teaching, false doctrine, it is just so secure. You are not able to receive any other truth because we have been taught. Now, they say practice makes perfect. But there's another one that you haven't, with a few of you may have heard of. It says practice makes perfect. But wrong practice makes permanent. So in other words, if you keep hearing something that's wrong and misrepresented long enough, yeah. it becomes established. It may even disguise itself as the as truth yeah. over time. Because you have been exposed to it, you have heard this thing over and over and over again. It's, it's unbalanced teachings, mostly in churches. You know, you better not have truth than have half-truth. Yeah. Half-truth is more dangerous. Because it will, it will cause you a lot of problems. Uh, this is why we have a lot of problems in churches because of, of half-truths. I always tell my wife when we present something, uh, she knows, you know, bring a balance to it. Mm. Because there's something called a pendulum. When it swings back and forth, it must settle in the middle. Yeah. So when there are extremes in every truth, you can take a truth, a truth, it and swing it one way. So it's an extreme. It's, it's not what God says. Yeah. It, now it's mixed with your emotions, yeah. with your culture, maybe with what you believed before you had it. Now you mix it all together such an extreme. Or you can swing it the other way, mm. and, it, and you weaken it. Mm. But you must always uh, bring it to the middle and yeah. and have a well-rounded uh, truth that is supported by the word. Okay. So all these things give us a one. They, they are built by the enemy to resist the word. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you have to deal with, Umao Shumayi Evangelic Mount, if you're doing personal evangelism, it's these walls. Yeah. They are walls of resistance. Yes. Somebody, you begin to open your mouth, say something about Jesus, already the facial expression changes. changes because yeah. they, they, are, they are arguments. Yeah. Yeah. They are reasonings in their own mind yeah. that are meant to fight and push back yeah. against the truth that you are presenting to them. Yeah. Uh, I see that most of this in young people, uh, there's a lot of stuff that is being pumped yeah. into our generation by, by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the songs, I told Joshua, he was listening to a rap song. I said, well, I want to listen to what you're listening to. I want to see who's ministering to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see who's mm-hmm. preaching to you. Yeah. Because whatever you're listening to is a message uh, 
it is sent from a certain realm. Every message flows from a certain realm. Amen. So, when you begin to, when God presents to you, when you open the Bible and you see the Word of God saying something, now that Word revealed to you uh, is competing against something already established in your mind. The Word of God, whether it's on the issue of marriage, how I'm supposed to uh, take care of my wife and problem solve in, in terms of good uh, morning, Mamuzuma. Every revelation, every truth that is released to you competes with an already established idea up here. So, when we talk about possessing the land, we are talking about reclaiming all that, bringing down all those walls so that the word of God has direct access. If God wants to establish in a certain area in your finances, it doesn't have to uh, wrestle with a certain philosophy that you heard on TV or somebody was preaching the, the gospel and he said something. Now, what I'm presenting to you from the word of God. Now, I have to, before I reach, to, uh, I reach your heart, Zeman, I must first penetrate through all these layers before you can process and digest what the word is saying. It has to sift through. Now, these, uh, these bulwarks, you saw how thick they are. Now, every person on earth has those. Now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it destroys. This is why when you preach the word, it's not like sharing uh, a message from a, from a in a workshop setting. You know, it's like a session on, on some topic. This must be anointed. In other words, beyond the words that I speak, the Holy Spirit must breathe upon it because it's spiritual. Because we are, it's a wrestling match. When I present a truth to you and it does not agree with what Uzama understands that to be. Now the word planted in her spirit may win or may lose depending on the size of the, of the perception and the wall already established in her mind. If you... That's what yeah, I'm talking about. That's that's terrible. Terrible. So we, we, we have a challenge of having to penetrate through. This is why it's not for, the, for, the, for an orator. The, the well-spoken somebody. That's what I told you last time, that this thing, you can do this with a brandy in your tummy, Mamu Mie. Because, it's not about Ukshumaela. People about tell Ukshumaela about Tell Ukshumaela. Ukshumaela. It's not about that. It's an anointing, it's a level of authority. For me to be able to get into your spirit, the words I speak, must be seasoned with something beyond natural. Yes. Amen. Because if you don't do that, you will always find what 
you you yeah. but what you are saying is making no impact yeah. on the life of the people because it's just your words it's just your 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 intelligence yeah. because you can be intelligent in in ministering the word yeah. because like i told you before you understand that this is um this is text this yeah. it's a literary text so every text has got a something there's a message now, the way the Bible presents itself, it's got characters. Now, characters are doing something. I, I, all I must do is, okay, how, how many characters are here? What is the moral of this thing? What, are they, what is the problem here? What's the crisis? How do they solve it? Now, if you're smart enough, you know those things because you are, you are a scholar. And more so, you are charismatic. In other words, if I stand up here and begin to speak, I just I can, can keep you in my hand like this. Mm. And they call you a preacher. To get these young boys who call themselves apostles, they are young boys. They're small babies with nappies on in the spirit. Mm. And they walk around, you know, because they think that is about preaching to the people. Yeah. It's about telling you off. It's not about it's, it's about establishing. Yeah. It's about the pulling things out, establishing a foundation. Of heaven in your spirit. Yes. It's not that like dishing information yeah. or promoting the Amen. So these are mental position, the mental position. Mental position. Amen. Sometimes when someone talks to you, yeah. because see here in my we are here. Yeah. Lang apanje ke smile. I'm like, oh really? Wonderful. <laughs> but here in Bopile. So we are dealing with such. Yeah. Now the word of God is presented. Yeah. to a society, to a nation, not only in our country, all over yes. the world. Amen. Yes. Now, let me repeat this. These things, they are meant to keep the truth at bay. Yeah. So Satan positions demonic spirits. Most of these things, they come from a certain pain, yeah. certain trauma, something somebody disappointed you, or even God, you thought God disappointed you, and, and these professors and these things that we hear all the time, yeah. they yeah. become as strongholds in our minds amen now in the bible in the book of second um, corinthians chapter 10 if you can go there or we, we will just read from there second corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 to verse number 5 it says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds now, strongholds is those structures you saw. Yeah. Casting down arguments. Now, that's why it becomes important because it talks about strongholds and suddenly it switches into arguments. Yeah. Now, you're trying to think now, what is a stronghold to do with an argument? An argument is an argument. Yeah. It's, it's a debate, ideas. Yeah. So, that's exactly what they mean. It's arguments, it's views, it's perceptions, it's mental stances. Casting down arguments and every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That thing, against what God is trying to establish, it resists it. Bringing every thought, now our weapons bring every thought. See, talking about thoughts. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So every ism, socialism, whatever ism that's out there must bow to the word. That's when you are truly born again and you are transformed. When every idea that you had from someone, when you take that view and you juxtapose it, you put it against the word, that thing, if it doesn't agree with the word, it must bow. Yeah. That's how you know that the walls have fallen. Yes. That God has been able to establish himself yes. in your soul and yes. in your mind. Yes. When you hear God's truth and it settles in you and it begins to bear fruit. Yeah. You know that the word has no competition. Yes. What God says goes yes. in your life. Yes. He doesn't have to wrestle with any idea. Yeah. <laughs> With any ism, called yeah. ism, mm. communism, yeah. socialism, yeah. whatever other ism, even in the church, if there's an ism in the church, yeah. every ism out there must bow. Yes. So all the walls must fall. Yes. Everything you heard concerning sexuality from some guy, which I will not mention, mm-hmm. concerning sexuality. And all these advocacy groups which say that no, we are liberal people, you can do whatever you want with your body. A generation of young people must be allowed at 12 years old to do whatever they want. Now, by the time I come to you ministering the word, I am competing with all those voices that are speaking. Now, I have no authority, no power to make a decision for you because... Lama Parat, you must turn the key open and allow the word. This is why Jesus says, I I, I stand at the door knocking. knocking." It's the person on the inside who must choose willingly to open the door and allow the word to defeat them in that area. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience, when my obedience to the word is fulfilled. Amen. So, I want you to know this morning, you are never totally free until the mind is liberated by God's word. The mind must be set free. The mind must be delivered. The mind must be set free. The mind that keeps so much like a USB. Uh, There's so much we can say on this subject. But I want everyone in this place to know your, your destiny and what stands between you possessing the land and Remaining where you are is, is, is what is up here. Yeah. It's the picture as we're going to discuss going forward. Amen. So these walls must, they must be brought down. They must fall. 
You remember in John uh, 8.38, uh, in your Bibles, I'm just going to just read through that quickly. It says, therefore, if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. So, possessing the land within Bazalwan has got a lot to do with breaking free from inner prisons. Don't even begin to discuss anything else. Stop trying to claim, like claiming. We claim. Claim, we claim, we bind. Don't, 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 don't invite stuff that you've got no business inviting. Be established on kingdom truth. Sometimes you just spend about six months or a year even just sitting down, just, just, just Lord, in little, little color bands. Just, just, just renew me. Little, little color bands. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to re- get saved again, it's okay. I want to get saved again so that we can begin to be pure yes. and genuine Christians. Yes. If, if you want to know about the opinionated man, it's Christians. Yeah. Christian get saved for three months, three years, and they think they know everything. Yeah. And we are very... Now, if we are not guided up here by someone with a revelation, you, 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 you get lost in a whole lot of things. So, the church must know that we must break through yeah. from these things. Yeah. Amen. We must be, the word must conquer, must conquer us on the inside. All, all, all these arguments. Amen. Now let's go to Romans 12. Romans 12, we will then look at verse 1 and verse 2. Amen. Now it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice only acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is drawing our attention again to renewing of the mind. The, the mind is key. If God is going to be successful in doing what He wants to do through the church, the mind of the church must not be captured, must be set free by God's word. Now, I remember also in Ephesians, uh, don't go there, in Ephesians 4:23. Let it nenziwebasha emoen. Ephesians 4.23 Nenziwe basha Emoen Amen So God's word is very very particular about transformation which must begin in the mind Amen Now when, when we first started on this series we uh, for us to experience our seasons of renewal I, I don't know if you remember that Repentance opens up, it ushers in a new season yes. of renewal. Yes. Amen. Yes. 
we, we read a particular scripture there uh, which says repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. So we said in that particular message the word refresh means to renew, to restore and to revive. Now the scripture we have just read it talks about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So basically what the Lord is saying is repent and then let's get your mind renewed. If this walk is going to be a walk that's going to yield fruit and it's going to benefit both you and heaven and God is going to get maximum withdrawal on the deposit he's making something must happen in our mind you repent but until you take care of the way you think as you think through the lenses you look at life according to kingdom you must always look at life through the lens of god's word if you don't do that you're done amen so this this whole message today is to get us to understand that. Amen. Now, the book of Romans 12. One of the key themes there, if you study that scripture, I would encourage you when you read the Bible, always read the Bible with a, with a, with a dictionary, a strong concordance, a notepad and a pen, highlighters. Study the word. Don't just read it. Study it. Sometimes you get stuck on the two first words. Words. Not even a, a line. A word. The Holy Spirit just pours out revelation upon that word. Amen. Now, one of the themes that God wants us to see in, in, in that particular scripture. We must see in our mind what God says. Our mind must be aligned. There's the word alignment. Wheel alignment. Our mind must be aligned with the word of God. Amen. In other words, England word must be tuned. And you struggle to bring it back to line. Yeah. With frequency. Yeah. So Lento of renewing the mind is, is, is the tuning of the mind to be in line with the frequency of heaven. Yes. So I tune, I tune the mind. The way I think must be, must be on the same wavelength. It must, it must flow with heaven. Everything that comes to me, it's processed properly yeah. according to the word. If I lose that, I might find myself saying things or behaving in a manner contrary to what the Bible says I must do. Amen. So the mind, out mind, you must be set free. Because there are territories you will never tread upon until we are liberated. And there's something else you must do about it. In terms of repentance, which you have not done. You have, you, you have no idea the damage of the apartheid in the Lord. 
Now that's, a, that's another topic on its own. Because amongst ourselves, I know this for a fact, in a parents meeting, a schooling, or in the beginning of the year, no sepo, in the night funda some school, and you find that something in here just flips. <laughs> you bring somebody to fix your your pipes. The black person, there are two people who are offering your services. Same price, same quotation, a black company, black owned company, and a white owned company. In, in our minds, yeah, because of it damage, it's, it's so deep rooted. We always think whiteness equals perfection. Unfortunately, Mamusbea, in certain instances, that's proven true. It's so unfortunate. Because they are pumilogish. A lawyer, a advocate, pumilogish. As much as Zikol is still talking about Zikol. But what I'm saying is, there are things in our minds yeah. that we must allow the word to break. Yeah. Break, break, break it. So what I'm saying is, Ingondo must be set on God's word, not on a philosophy. Yeah. As I as, as said, some, in, some, in some restaurant, it's in the we have some customers, now always, now, because I'm, my mind is set in a different frequency. Because it's just, it's just in contradiction with, with, with where my mind is. It's been saturated, marinated in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, we then read with you Romans 8. Turn to Romans 8 now. Are you still, were you there or were you in Romans 12? Let's go back a, a, a few chapters just before. Romans 8 uh, verses 5 and 6. There's no slide for that. I will just going to read it together. Amen. Now Romans 8 verses 5 and verse 6. Uh, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds or they tune yeah. their minds on the things of the flesh. Yeah. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Yeah. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, God is very particular about the condition and the state of our mind. Amen. Amen. So we, we want you today to accomplish this. Your mind must be tuned well. Yeah. Your mind must see the right picture. Yeah. Because every time we read the word, is that as I read the word, I begin to see a picture that God sees concerning my life and concerning my future. My mind must see the same picture that heaven is seeing. So I must see no walls. 
No strongholds. The word must have no competition. It must not compete with any other argument. It does not mean, let me just bring this to, let me balance it also, Mam Tabash. Now there's something called studying the Bible critically. Yeah. And it's different from criticizing the Bible. Critical thinking is we, we look at the text, we see what it, the four Gospels, but are they contradicting themselves or are they saying the same thing but looking at it from different perspectives but the spine of it is the same now that is studying the word critically not blindly or foolishly just 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 going into it amen so the mind must have a picture. When we study the word, every time you, you study God's word, heaven is trying to establish yeah. in your mind a picture. See your future the way God says it. See your finances the way God says it. See your physical well-being the way God says it. See your marriage the way God says it. By the time I'm done, Something is established in my mind. That's their, because they have got no picture. The word helps me to form a picture that God wants me to have because you can only walk towards that which you see. If I don't have anything in my heart, in my mind, I cannot move towards what I cannot see. So in also yes, we ukwa kela kimi na ego sasa ukunuka funa gihambe gilchase ngil pursue. Now without that, or every time God reveals that there's something here that just has kicks it. Yeah. It's not so. Yeah. You will never ever have in your spirit something established. As oxiza beyond the sekulmala maso wetwa. Yeah. To be able to resist things, to be able to push the word, it's just not in sync with the spirit of the word. Yeah. Sometimes they may even be sharing God's word with you. Yeah. But it's not in the same spirit. Yeah. Amen. So the mind must have the picture of God's word. Amen. Now, we are moving into some other area now, which I want us to start, which is very important, on the spies in the Bible. They were going to possess the land, so Moses tells them, and Aaron says, now you go, you must go and spy out the land. Go spy out the land, that by the time we must figure out, it's so they sent out these spies, they chose them from each house, the tribe of Israel, to send them out. Now, in Numbers, let's go there together. Numbers 13, oh, verse 31 to verse 33. It's amazing if you study the word and you begin to see these things in, in God's word. Uh, verses 31 to verse number 33. Amen. 
Now it says, but the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people. Now they are giving a report. They are reporting back on what they have been sent to do. Uh, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Now that's powerful. And so we were in their sight. Now, you go in your Bible to the next chapter from the first verse. Because now we see the picture of the promised land being presented by these spies. In their mind, there is a picture that is so devastating. It creates havoc in the whole camp of Israel. The whole nation is at the mercy of what is in the mind of these spies. The destination of the whole nation hinges upon, they can actually go back to Egypt. Based on what the picture is presented to them looks like. So when they were out there taking notes, they gathered this information and they made a picture of it. They summarized everything, make a picture, and they're presenting it back to the people. Now, in verse 14, in chapter 14, verses 1 to 5, it says, So all the congregation lifted up their voice. Now, after having heard the bad report from this vice, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? that our wives and children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, now mind you, they are saying all this based on what they had. The picture. Because they are not bringing the physical land to Israel. They are bringing a picture. It's, it's a, they are using words, semantics. They are putting language to describe the picture. So if if, if your mind is not transformed and you have no revelation of what God is trying to do, whatever you see will be messed up by what is your fears already here. I can tell you now that these people had a stronghold of fear. Now when God is trying to show them something beautiful, what they are, it's going to stimulate. What they are absorbing, it is messed up yeah. with, this, with, with something already in their mind. Yeah. As a result, the destiny of the nation may not even be realized. 
So umhlaba the word of the Israelites was actually reduced to the size of what was in the minds of these people. You know, we had the mercy of them. You know, the whole future. If your mind is not in tune with heaven, if your mind is not transformed by the word, you may be intimidated by things which you are supposed to intimidate. And you may find yourself going back to Egypt because you are still messed up by something happened in Egypt before Tuam Yospaya out here you saw these giants walking somewhere so you already have a picture of, of, of what they can do they were ripping a cow apart because they were torn so that image was planted in your mind so by the time they say go spy out the land now when I have to declare something prophetic upon the people which is supposed to launch them into their destiny I am sabotaged by what is already in my head which is what is happening to most people today you are as free as your ability to allow the world to transform you on the inside Amen now everything is in jeopardy manje everything now it, it, it is just anything can happen all the plates forget about them now they, they, that's where they are now that's where they are right now they they, they either choose which okay we believe them and if we believe them then let us go back because otherwise we're gonna die here amen now, Uncle Uncle never wants any child of his to be at the mercy. This is why Israel, it's a personal project in the corner. What, what do I do with Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who such I must respond. Mangel funda Israel. I must respond so that I can be launched into my destiny in God. Say amen. Amen. So, if the mind cannot handle your future, the future doesn't exist. If you don't see in your mind the picture that God sees concerning your destiny and future, it will never happen. This is why they use these things from the word and they write books about the power of the mind. These are all scriptural concepts. But then they use them in their own way, maybe it's motivation. And they add all these things talking about the the word of God is very, very, very clear about a Christian having to learn to tune the mind according to, to, to the frequency of heaven. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It took only two men 
two men in the whole nation whose minds had been transformed by the word of God and the new prophecies. They also were part of the spies. Their names were Joshua and Caleb. Joshua generation it's people who chose to think different they, they, they walk contrary to whatever trends whatever voices whatever is popular whatever is trending they chose to believe the word of God no matter what it takes whether it is fashionable or not whether it is lucrative or not, Uma is where they do it. Now, these two men, they rescued the whole generation, the whole nation, because they had locked in their mind. Their minds were tuned properly. Now, this is why I want us now to go to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, uh, chapter 14. Are you, are you, are you treading with me? Amen. 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 Uh, book of Numbers, chapter 14. Did I take it there? Yes. yes. When you get there, say amen. amen. I wonder how many of you know the books of the Bible. No, seriously. Must I test you or mustn't test you? Where was that one? How many of you know the books of the Bible? Yeah. Genesis with the same. <laughs> Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Joshua first, Joshua, Judges, Lord, First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, First, Second Chronicles. Verses 6 to 9. Let's read there. It says, But Joshua, but Joshua, I like that, but Joshua in the whole nation. But Joshua. Joshua. Oh, but Joshua. I was wondering, it does not matter what the generation is doing. Yeah. It must be but this one. Yeah. 
My last nails, though, don't, don't worry. I have my people. I have my people. I have my people. We must give heaven that privilege. As much as there's so much contamination. But. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, were among those who had spied out the land. They tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. That's the picture they have. Same experience. Different perspectives, perceptions. View, mindset, argument on the issue. The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land. They are our bread. They are our bread. Their protection has departed. That's what came to him. Their protection. He's looking, oh. So if he's that tall, I cannot miss. The taller the giant, the bigger he is, the harder for me it is to miss. So he says, no, we will, we will, we will destroy them. Yeah. That's the report he is bringing based on the picture in his mind. He says, their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So Joshua no Caleb. They have a different mental picture. Yeah. Amen. Amen. No. They are bread to us. The Lord is with us. They are told, but the Lord is with us. Yeah. Amen. But the Lord is. So let it. But the Lord is with us. Amen. That is his life, his last statement there. Before he said, don't fear them. The Lord is with us. The other ones, they did not see any of that. And so they almost put the whole destiny of the nation at risk. It took two people. No. Take unati. Take unati. I refuse to entertain every other argument. Don't come here and measure their feet. What you buy from Kausai 25? Uh, I don't care about that. Yeah. All I know is that the Lord is with us. So everything is governed. When I look at my finances engine, with all the stuff that's happening, we are Musalog. And he born in Kelly, when in the house, and they were in the ones they were No. Because that's, that's, that's the 
picture, and as long as you don't have a picture in your mind, yeah. the enemy has a way of giving you his own picture. Yes. Yes. Now that's the that's the danger of not studying God's word. Is with your phone that was a in the absence of the picture that you see, the enemy will will replace that with fear, with doubt, and as soon as that thing comes into you, you are done. Amen. So even in our generation we still have a Joshua generation God is raising people like that who will refuse to take any intimidations from the enemy not blindly not because we are we are not aware of the of the facts that's why I told the people some time ago there is some distinction you must make, Mamusbia, between a fact and truth. Yeah. It's only been a revelation. That's what you must know. <laughs> Facts, those are scientific. It's proven by data. Yeah. It's what you go and get. Moyo is a diagnosis. That's a, that's a fact. And you can't wish it away. If he checks in the Tesla and it comes back to your report, it will see one, two, that's a fact. But the truth is spiritual. The truth says by his stripes I am healed. The truth, I see the facts as presented to me by circumstance. I see my bank balance. I understand the fact that I am not employed and according to statistics, the rate of employment, that's fact. Your life is not governed by facts, but by God's truth in the world. That's what the promise is there for. It is catered for an inheritance of heaven called God's people. So when the world is bombarding us with facts, there is no reason you can hope for a better tomorrow. And then I begin to go into the scriptures and I pull out God's truth. No. The Bible says a thousand may fall on my side and ten thousand, but it shall not come near you. That's truth. So equal wages war against facts as the world presents them with God's truth. It's called the sword of God's word. Amen. 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 So, I believe that's what Joshua did. The other gentlemen, all they presented were factual. You cannot forge them on facts. Because if you were to go to the same place, you would and have your clipboard and you begin to gather this data, you would arrive at the same facts. Yeah. But... Do you have the truth of God's word in spite of what is so clear and so visible intimidating us every day when you see all these numbers? You see all the accounts that we have. How in the next five years? If I add these things up, my children 
those effects. And as a believer, you begin to break bread. Yes. You bring the word of God. And you begin to come to him and say, Father, you, I am your child. You, and I'm trusting you. I believe your word. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, begging for... Now you are beginning to warfare. You are stepping out of the factual zone. You are stepping into the prophetic. Because you realize what is, that just shall live not by faith, but by faith. The righteous shall live or, or shall be sustained or shall continue so it means by faith. And it says we, we walk not by sight but we walk by faith. All those scriptures, are, are, they work together. We walk not by sight. In other words, by five physical senses. Yeah. The five physical sensing, senses present circumstances and facts as we see them. Yeah. But it's the faith in God's word that pulls us out of such. And we choose to believe God in spite of. Out in spite of. So don't allow yourself to be paralyzed by the thing that you see. We walk not by sight or by taste or by what all the senses. Whose sight is just one representative of the five senses. But we are not governed. Yeah. We are people of faith. We are people of what, Bazalwan? Hey, I can I can go deep in this one. Because Abraham. Abraham, according to physical data, yeah. his physiology, yeah. there was no reason for that man to have a son. Yeah. Everything spoke against him having a boy. Yeah. But he chose. Yeah. Now, it puts it beautifully. Yeah. It's in Romans 4. Yeah. So I want the church to learn to warfare and to fight. That's why our logo has a sword and a shield. Because the people of don't be conformed. Don't be conformed. Don't worry. Go to and cry out to your God and your altar. Amen. So they are giving you based on what's happening. It looks No, it's not marriage, it's a factual stuff for them. And you begin to no, but I'm not you. Yes. I've been redeemed by the blood. Amen. And I have a kingdom culture. The way I look at the world is different. Yes. 
and you begin to now we are married 17 years we're gonna, we're gonna go to 25 now go to 40 when I go to six, then I die first, because I must die first. That's the agreement. Amen. Then we are done. So your life, don't never compare yourself to people out there. Believe your God and fight for it. Amen. But let that be established. Now, the strange thing about those two men, you know when they presented that message, Zoom. The whole nation wants to kill them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Why are you sitting that way? <laughs> no, the Bible says that. Yeah. They wanted to stone them. Yeah. Numbers 14, 10. Yeah. 14, 1, 1, 2, 5. Verse 10 in your Bible. You know why? Because I am I am giving you a prophetic image. Yeah. That's what God wants us to think. Yeah. Otherwise, you will never possess the land yeah. until your mind is tuned. Yeah. Heaven wins. Yeah. It's not about agreeing with every little opinion here. That man come and put that out to you. Look at what you think. Look at what I think. What the word says. Yeah. I think. I don't care what you think. Don't even mind what I think. Yeah. What does the word say? Amen. What the word says about that issue echoes. Amen. Amen. So I want to ask you today, Bazalwan. What picture of of the future you have in your mind? Look at your life. Let's look at our life. I look at my own life. What what is the what is the picture? Is we is we got to lens is Tom Bessinjani. What has been built? What picture has the enemy shown him? Your age. Look at your age. Look about issues of marriage, look at all of other issues. And the enemy begins to whisper, look at your kids. Are they gonna be able? And he, and, and he counts. The, the enemy is very good at, the, at those things. He breaks it down for you. Uh, slowly, numbers. What what picture do you have in your in your in your in your mind concerning your finances? What as you study the have you found something in the world that has built a certain image in your mind? And you know, no man, as much as this may be happening, but I trust you, Father. Because I want you as well. Don't be scattered in your... Have a, a, a solid, established image based on God's word. Not some sermon you heard somewhere. As, as an individual, as a person, and you know that you can fight for this because you believe it. Say amen. amen. I don't care your, 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 your health issues. My pastor died of diabetes. I didn't even know that he had diabetes. And sometimes we do pass on, but a lot, having fought. I remember Kenneth Copeland 
was glory. To glory my shimaila. But people always ask, you say we must believe God until we until we are healed. But what if because we have seen people believe in God and they still die? Which is true. It's so sad to pray for someone. And you pour out your faith. You pour out everything, every scripture you know. You break bread with them, you do everything with them. And the deliverance does not come, and what happens is they pass on. And the enemy uses that against you. Now Gloria says, um, you know what? If 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 somebody prays for me and I don't get healed and I I, I was believing God myself. You know, I will step into heaven saying, by his stripes I'm dead. That's the mind and the foolishness you must have. Yes. Otherwise, you will never possess the things God wants you to possess. She says, I will break into heaven screaming. By his stripes, I am I will have erred on the side of faith. Yes, yeah. So I am trusting God for you that you your mind let every word, let every lie of the devil concerning your past failures even. There are things you can't even talk about. People can't even stand here. Because the enemy reminds them. Oh, who do you think you are? Something happened 15 years ago. I remember too, Zuma, we pulled a, a fetus. Something this is graphic. Now a woman had done that. I mean, we found a lot of stuff. I'm cockway. Little baby there. Now when that child, that lady gets saved, yes, in the future. That image, that picture, that voice of, of a child screaming as you throw her and and she screams. It haunts you for the rest, and it becomes a wall. Yeah. It becomes a rampart in your. There is an area in your life you will never break through. Yeah. Something happens, and it's just a broken. Until I allow the word of God to break down, break it down, break it down. Yeah. I was evening that I want to discuss with you today. But I want us to go beyond, let, let these things, I don't know what the enemy has done, I can tell you my own stories. But you know in your own life, the things you have gone through, and just this one thing that it is it's just refusing to go. It's either it's a habit, a certain fear, because of an experience you've gone through. Now, it is, it is, it is just so guarded. Even God cannot even use you yeah. in a certain area because of this wall, of this wall. And what the enemy does, he gives you excuses why. This, this, no, I was hurt. No, I can't, I can't be vulnerable like that. Last time I did this, this messed me up. No, I, I, can't, I can't open myself up like that. Because people take advantage. So all these things, they become it's a blockade. Yeah. And God wants to use you in that area of your weakness. Oh my God. Maybe your breakthrough. 
is in that particular area. And if you can allow the word to bring down, bring down those walls, and God will begin to do something. Amen. Now, as we close, God has always asked these questions to his people in the Bible. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? He asked Jeremiah, don't open there, we are closing. Jeremiah 1, verse 11. To Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see. Yes. A branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my will. What do you see? God asked Amos, Amos 8 verse 2, and he said, Amos, what do you see? What do you see? Because I can only work based on your sight. You can only walk in the the light of your own sight. You don't see it. I can't even send you there. You won't even do it for me if you don't see. You must see. When I reveal it, you must see it so you can pursue it. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, a basket of summer fruits. Amen. The Lord asked Zechariah, Zechariah 5 verse 2. And he said to me, what do you see? God asked, what do you see? So I answered, I see a flying skull. Amen. Now that became a basis upon which God would then launch him into whatever else you wanted him to do. Stephen, there's moments before he was stoned to death. The Bible in Acts 7, verse 55, but he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see. I see the heavens. Some people don't see that. Some people see the knife as it comes. And then they deny Christ. God matters. A stone coming. They see a stone coming. No. I I reject Jesus. I reject him. This one says, Stephen said, uh, look, look, I see, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. What do you see, Bazzola? Just stand up. What what do you see? Amen. What do you see? What do you see? When you walk into your house this afternoon, I want you to see stuff that's not even there. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know why? Because that's scriptural. The Bible says he calls those things as if they exist. Yeah. He calls things which don't exist as, as if, if they, exist. they were. Yeah. Amen. Yes, Lord. Because the word that we preach and his promise is able to give birth to it. This is why he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? When you go home this afternoon, you walk, some of us are walking into a valley of dry bones. And the Holy Spirit asks you every day, can these bones live? What do you see? 
Do you see an army rising? Or do you see a valley of dry bones for the next 10, 15 years? What do you see in your marriage, in your finances, in your business, in your career? Said, son of man, what do you see? Can these bones live? Then I must respond based on the faith and the picture that the word of God has formed in my mind. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you that you are raising an army of kingdom people who are warriors, who are going to fight against the giants and defeat them. Because we refuse for any argument, we refuse for any view, any perception, anything that would come and contend with the truth of God's word concerning our physical health, concerning our finances, concerning our children, concerning our marriages, concerning every area of our lives, our careers, concerning anything to do with us. We chose to see what God says. Our lives, our future, look like the promise of God. Our lives look exactly like the promise of God. We come against that which the facts would present. And Father, you've taught us to walk in repentance and to walk in holiness. Whatever mistakes we might have made that have caused us to be where we are today, we repent of these. And Father, we pray for restoration in our lives as couples, as families, as mothers, as fathers, as wives, as husbands, as business people, as public servants, as people who are pursuing something. Father, we choose to receive that which you see in heaven. We choose to say the same. Now I bless your people today that this picture will be formed in them. Even as we pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in our lives on earth as it is in heaven. Let the same picture be first established in our mind and let us see it work out, work itself out practically in our lives in Jesus' name. So I pray this over every person in this place. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. We may give the Lord a mighty hand. In Jesus' name.